0: go. There it is. (laughs) There it is. I was waiting for it. I was hoping you were going to do the go. Go. Uh, Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello everyone. Gilmore Girls fans and super fans. And Stars Hollow Ians. (laughs) Stars stars hollow no, Stars I was talking Holo-
1: about people named Ian who live in Stars Hollow. That's oh, kind okay. of Oh, okay, yes, market. Stars
0: <laughs> Hollow Ians. That is that is <laughs> our very. That's our demographic. So, <laughs> hi. Okay. So we are off to a great start. We are. I am nursing a cup of coffee. Oh this yeah, is my my third coffee of the day. Uh huh. Um, I'd like to note. So. Yeah. We're talking about Gilmore Girls.
1: Gilmores. So what do you, what is Gilmore Girls? So Gilmore Girls is a story about, about the family Gilmore. Uh-huh. And sometimes there are quirky people in there. Yeah. Sometimes there are um, insurance salesmen in there. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes there's coffee in there.
0: Yes, it's really the insurance ma- the insurance salesman and the coffee. like that's what the show is about. Yeah, I would say that's kind of the two yeah.
1: lead characters.
0: Yeah. That's the two the two core elements of the mm-hmm. show. So we have are in the midst of a Gilmore Girls revisited We are miniseries. In four episodes, much like how A Year in the Life was four episodes. Yes. See? 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 Uh. and this is part three. Uh and in part two, we discussed some really interesting stuff, didn't we? Yeah. We really, really yeah. did. Like you talked about how there are
1: no healthy relationships in Gilmore Girls, and you took us through the Jane Austen, Amy Sherman Palladino similarities and differences, and kind of that Indeed. that community context. Indeed. Yeah,
0: I do like to call it the Austin ASP pipeline. That's my I love. That <laughs> I'm coining that myself. So if you see that anywhere else, just know. Rhonda, this is an official copyright.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. So this week, we, you know, I feel like in our part threes is where we always go a little bit like more serious.
1: Yeah.
0: I think that's like our, that's our MO, right? Yeah. It's like part one, we do our overview. Part two, we kind of get our toes wet with some like more fun or yeah. like more literary or historical things. Part three is where we get really serious.
1: <laughs> we get we kind of break it down a little bit. <laughs> we break it down a little bit. So yeah,
0: that's what we're gonna do this week. Um, yeah, we are going to be talking about a certain U.S. president who is no longer in office. Mm-hmm. So just if that if you don't want to hear about that at all, I completely get it. Yeah, totally fine uh yeah yeah but that is going to be uh touched upon in this episode so yeah yeah and I think you're also going to talk a little bit about some some maybe psychologically probing
1: topics just about Lorelai and her privilege and kind of how we see that in the challenges that she thinks are really astronomical are sometimes just her dealing with her privilege. Um, Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
0: So there's really nothing for it. We might as well just dive right in. Right. (laughs) So uh, I really wanted to, um, initially I wanted to look at, the so you know Gilmore Girls A Year in the Life came out in November of 2016 like it was like the Thanksgiving weekend of 2016 right so that we could all binge watch it
1: did you binge watch it by the way I did and I remember specifically us texting and saying it's out we gotta go yeah and then we just watched Uh yeah we watched it yeah absolutely
0: yeah so (laughs) so I definitely did as well and um I remember reading an interview, which I think you're actually going to talk about this same interview next week, but an interview with Amy Sherman-Palladino, where she wrote like the ending, like the very end of the last episode of A Year in the Life. It ends like two days before Election Day of 2016, right? right? And I remember reading that ASP did that specifically because she didn't want to have to, like, deal with or comment upon whatever the results of okay. the election turned out to be. Um, I don't know if you read if if that's the same interview that you are I going to reference, but I believe it is. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it's interesting. So I wanted to kind of like dig a little deeper and see if there's more of like a cultural connection there um because you know we have like the original run of the series being like was like pretty much the bush presidency the second bush yeah um like those were the years like that was like you know um the full span so it's yeah it's interesting i just thought it's 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 interesting how the show's uh timeline lines up with our political timeline right um, yeah, so I did a little bit of digging, and uh, I f- did find a um, <laughs> it was an article from Huffington Post um, referring back to the uh, the election at Chilton <laughs> when Paris when Paris is running for class president um, and Rory's running as her vice president. And it, um, so this article references how, um, uh, Madeline and Louise do like a poll of the student body to kind of figure out if, you know, if Paris will be elected or not. Yeah. Um, and this article points out that it sounds like their findings sound very similar to how the 2016 presidential election right. kind of turned out, um, cause it's. So in the Gilmore Girls scene, Madeline and Louise explain that the poll, like their sample size was 150 students, um, but it's, it says that like the the results don't look good because voters think that Paris is the most competent candidate, but they're turned off because she's not quote unquote
1: likable. Um, <laughs> and like <Yeah. laughs> Liza's, uh, Liza Wheel's performance in that, just how like heartbroken but also like this Mm -hmm. is how it's always been her response in that scene I think is just a phenomenal job on her part because it's like I think another actress might have made different choices to just go angry or to just go hurt but she kind of like you feel like this is an old scar and she's not surprised Mm -hmm. and I just I had to mention that but yeah
0: yeah absolutely um, but she is, like, she, Paris is, like, completely baffled by the idea that her classmates would rather vote for someone they like yeah. than someone who can actually do the job, yeah. someone who's actually competent. Um, and then uh, this, the article points out that, like, Madeline and Louise then suggest that, like, they, <laughs> like, spread the rumor that her rival's involved in a sex scandal, <laughs> which, uh-huh. like... That didn't work for Hillary Clinton. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: No, it, a, oh. it's actually <laughs> funny because when I was like, when I had first watched the show, I thought Paris was asking uh, for them to write a sex scandal for her at first. That was like mm. my first reading and of the scene. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway.
0: it's interesting um there is also like a lot of people have also pointed out the um there's a scene at one point I think in like season one either season one or two I don't have like a reference to it in front of me so I'm just going from memory here but like Lorelai's talking about how like someone's like buying property and Suki goes is it that bastard Donald Trump (laughs) (laughs) This is in like you know two thousand one or whenever it was.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so like Suki knew, Suki knew the whole Suki time. Suki knows. Um, <laughs> she does. Um, but it's interesting. Like I think that the the way that Gilmore Girls always referenced politics was always like. It, it almost was like in the same vein that it would reference pop culture, which I'll talk about its pop culture references next week. But right. like it kind of took the same attitude toward politics as it did to pop culture. Like yeah. it would be like kind of just integrated into everyday conversations. Yeah. Um. And we even have so like Rory like throughout the series – is seen to like she kind of like looks up to Hillary Clinton like she talks about how she's going to you know write her yeah her college essay about Hillary Clinton she talks about her a few other times um but then in the finale of the original series she works on the campaign trail for Obama yeah which is interesting um <laughs> Uh, so I did find a an article that kind of breaks down that whole um, like the whole that whole thing um, and references <laughs> a lot more of the of the politics and the political bent of the show right so this is um, Noah Guitel writing for Vox in um, an article called Gilmore Girls Subtle Liberalism and Universal Empathy so it points out that at the time so in like June of 2007, which is when Rory would have been joining the campaign trail for Obama, uh, Clinton, Hillary Clinton, was running 10 points ahead of Obama in the polls at that time. Right. So it's interesting that, uh, like, Amy Sherman-Palladino, so, like, she didn't, Amy Sherman-Palladino wasn't involved with that episode at all. Yeah. Um, but, but she she has always kind of, like, had her had like kind of a sense of like where um where politics was headed um especially like liberal politics in the u.s like throughout the series so uh this article mentions again, that like the show ran for almost the entirety of the Bush presidency. Um, And it calls it an antidote to the conservative values that pervaded that era. And so this article was actually written around the same time that A Year in the Life was about to come out. And so it mentions that, or I think it had already come out, perhaps, uh, but it was around that time, it was 2016. Um, And then, and so the article now points out that like, there is another much more divisive Republican president on the horizon Yeah, at that point. So it's a very interesting mirror, like, history repeating itself, mirror imaging kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this uh, article also goes a little bit more into Lorelai's politics and, and specifically, like, her... Um, Like, sort of her downward class mobility and how that interacts with her politics. So, like, of course, her first job when she was 16, she was a maid at an inn. um, And she's worked her way up to manager of the inn. And her parents, especially Emily, kind of looked down on that accomplishment because, like, she had to, like, work to get there rather than, you know being a part of um, the moneyed class that they are. This also mentions Rory's kind of clash with Logan's family, who are, like, even wealthier (laughs) than the Gilmores. And they judge Rory because she aspires to have a career rather than, you know, being a housewife or being, you know being like a stay-at-home mom or whatever they expect. It even mentions, in their world, wives plan charity events and they don't have professional wives. Lorelai and Rory stand as clear correctives to that ethos. So (laughs) this also mentions that Emily is a member of the DAR, which is a very conservative organization. Yeah. Um, And she's also, like, um, kind of looked... um, kind of disapprovingly uh it's kind of disapprovingly seen that she's a member of this and then when Rory becomes a member of the DAR it's kind of seen as like out of character for her
1: just to go back to the Huntsburgers whenever whenever Rory is going to work for Mitchum that part and like he kind of tells her she doesn't have what it takes and that whole Mm -hmm. storyline it's almost like it's almost as if he never expected her to succeed like it wouldn't have mattered what she did on the job he's just fully in kind of that gender bias there where he's just like Mm -hmm. oh you're never gonna succeed at this I'm not even like yes you can have like a ceremonial try at it but I know you're not gonna succeed so like don't even try you know right yeah gross yeah
0: <laughs> uh, there's a few other just kind of like random things that point to like more liberal politics like how rory has a planned parenthood poster um lane has a fahrenheit nine eleven poster uh-huh. um you know like they they talk about hillary clinton and barack obama all the time madeline albright um appears as herself <laughs> um and <laughs> um, like remember like rory has the dream that like madeline albright is her mother
1: <laughs> i forgot about that yeah <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, yeah.
0: Um, this also, this is interesting. This <laughs> this is a quote from the article. In some ways, Rory could be seen as a prototype for Leslie Nope on Parks and Recreation, an overachieving public service minded young woman who thinks of Democratic female politicians as major celebrities. Like, yes, absolutely. Right. And so then this goes into um, talking about, like, how, you know, a year in the life is premiering at the beginning of the Trump era um, and says, again, Gilmore Girls will accompany a new Republican president. Again, it will be born into a world in which outsiders are increasingly viewed with suspicion. Members of various marginalized communities fear for their physical safety, while tensions between Americans of different political parties, religions, and races seem to be at record highs yeah it's really kind of a full circle yeah moment there yeah um and so it just kind of ends with this thought that like (laughs) i loved that it points this out um like if stars hollow was like a real town um likely most of the people who live there would have voted republican (laughs) um because like it references is it references um neighboring towns like woodbury Um, Uh they talk about Woodbury all the time (laughs) Um, and then also like New Milford and then Washington Depot which is the town that Stars Hollow is based on Um, so those are all in Litchfield County in Connecticut um, which was uh, which went 54% for um, Republican in 2016 so yeah Yeah. just kind of (laughs) an interesting idea that kind of harkens back to like what you pointed out about how, like Lorelai moves from, uh, you know, this privileged upbringing to Stars Hollow, which is also like, uh, you know, it's still like a very conservative place. Like yeah. if we're going by like real world,
1: yeah, like
0: expectations, like it would still probably be a very conservative place. So it's right. interesting. Um, But moving into sort of where Lorelai fits into all of this in terms of politics, in terms of economics and social class, this is the this is the uncomfortable part. Yeah, (laughs) if you thought we were uncomfortable talking. okay. so like money and social class and really like socioeconomic class. Like, that concept has always been at the core of the show. Yeah. Of, like, this is sort of, like, it's not necessarily what the show is about, but it's necessary to the premise of the show and to the development of the characters. Absolutely. That this class element is in there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, So, like, Lorelai and Rory have always, you know, they've, like, we've always seen them as, like, you know, like, they're... They're comfortable, like they can afford to, you know, eat takeout every night, but like they're not rolling in the dough, you know, like they're not, they're not nearly as rich as Richard and Emily. And so like, well, they, we do see them kind of struggle a little bit, like they talk about money a little bit, but it never feels like they have a real financial hardship, right?
1: And their house is always like, their house is gorgeous. It's, um... It's just a, a different, like, what I. It, what am I trying to say? Yeah, it's never. <laughs> it's never like a huge concern until she starts the private school and even then that's pretty easily mitigated you know because she
0: has rich grandparents yeah and then eventually like christopher inherits a bunch of money and he parries for you know her second two years at yale so
1: it was never it never seems like what are we going to eat right now yeah yeah
0: so and that seems to be kind of the case for everyone in stars hollow like yeah nobody really seems to and, and like, we know that that is probably unrealistic because, like, even in a small town where, you know, like, incomes are, like, fairly high, like, there's, there's bound to be at least a few people who are struggling financially. Like, that's just – that's just reality. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's somebody um, – but we never really see that. Right. Um, and so I think that you really see – this is from an article from Vulture that kind of discusses like privilege in A Year in the Life specifically. So, like the article points out that like you can you can kind of argue that like, you know, Stars Hollow is always kind of like this little bubble of like everyone is is doing just fine. Like there's no like major conflicts, there's no major struggles yeah. or anything. But then in A Year in the Life, it feels more like, it feels a little bit more out of touch totally. to portray the town this way, especially given the political climate at that time. And so this, this article asks, um, the article's called On the Heightened Sense of Privilege in Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life. Um, and it's in Vulture, so you can go check that out. And so this asks... You know, kind of referring to how it feels more out of touch. Um, Is it because we've all grown older, time has marched on, and we now expect more of Lorelai Luke and our other diner-frequenting friends? Or were we just oblivious to the show's flaws in the 2000s, a time when coverage of television was not nearly as widespread, and think PC as it has become in the ensuing years? Or did election results referring specifically to 2016 election results, yeah. which which through multiple logs on the pre-existing white intolerance fire in this country, make us less inclined to embrace the oblivious bubble that is Stars Hollow. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and I think it it's a little
0: bit of all of those things, totally. honestly.
1: I think that really hits the nail on the head of why it's so, I mean, I, f- I think what I'm thinking right now is that when I first watched Stars Hollow, I was maybe eight years old, nine years old, so I didn't kind of... I didn't know. And then now, mm-hmm. as an adult, you know, you you revisit this beloved town and you kind of think, oh, <laughs> yeah, where are all yeah. of these elements? Why, where, Where mm-hmm. is it? Like, I just... I wasn't looking for that in a show when I was eight or nine, but now as an adult, it's like, oh, yeah, this isn't... This is pretty out of touch.
0: Yeah. I think even watching it as like, you know, like, like re-watching it, watching reruns yeah. like when I was, you know, in college or like even in my early 20s, it wasn't as – I didn't notice those things sure. as much sure as I do now. So yeah, there's definitely there's definitely an age and a maturity aspect yeah. to it, but I think it's also like – an external kind of educational aspect to it, like Absolutely. an awareness yeah. aspect to it. Yeah. So this article just kind of wraps up with like the the chain, like there is like kind of a slight change in how Rory and Lorelai are portrayed in A Year in the Life as opposed to in the original series. Um, so this says like in the original series, Rory and Lorelai struggled with money, even though it felt like they did it, like they could only afford to pay for Chilton and Yale because um because Emily and Richard helped and then of course Christopher helped but they like lived they lived comfortably but there was always like kind of a sense that you know they could um like they still kind of had to be careful with money somewhat right um but then in a year in the life we don't really get that sense anymore i don't feel like because like rory is rory has no job but she's not worried about money at all like no
1: she yeah it's it's interesting (laughs) and you know what like i think our view on rory at least mine as a viewer really changes by the end of the original series to where, mm-hmm. when we get to the year in the life, I don't like her anymore. And so I have a difficulty yeah. with those moments of her being kind of, um, sorry, friends. Entitled. It, titled and whiny. I'm sorry, listeners, yeah. but she's whiny and she's spoiled. And I just, it's it's a difficult because, and i actually, I think that that is a strength of the writing on the original series that uh, and we'll get to kind of Amy Sherman Palladino's um, thoughts on this but I think it's a strength in the writing to make her so unlikable actually but it does impact how how I feel about her actions right in, you know. yeah
0: <laughs> and I think that like there's like I love an unlikable female character like I absolutely love when a writer is brave enough to make their female character unlikable. But, like, I feel like when that's done well, you are still, like, rooting for that character because there's some aspect of her, like, of her characterization that... Kind of makes you understand why she's unlikable, sure. and like with Rory, with Rory in a Year in the Life, like I completely understand why she is unlikable, but like <laughs> it's it's as if she has like she has not really been like wronged in any way. Right. Like I mean, I'm sure like there is like some kind of baggage that comes with you know having having been like taken, you know. Like, when she was a baby, her mom left, yeah. you know, this rich, moneyed world. And for her first few years, you know, she's living in, like, this one room Um, with her with her single mom like I'm sure that there is some kind of inherent baggage with that but it's not like anything out of the ordinary really right Right. and she seemed like when she's a teenager in the original series like she seems to be very well adjusted like it seems to have you know and so then I think it just maybe it's that baggage or that trauma coming out in her in a year in the life sure. and that's like she hasn't fully processed that yet
1: It also, and so
0: she's yeah i don't know
1: <laughs> i also it reminds me of what you mentioned last time about dean i think rory was two completely different characters at, at times in the show you know like hmm, the rory yeah. of season one two is just a very different character than the Rory in like the end of the show, but not. I don't think convincingly grown there. I think it's just a, a shift in the writing that might not actually make a lot of sense. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it is interesting.
0: I was watching um, I was watching a YouTube video. It was like the three different points at which people stop liking Rory. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I forget who it was. I'll I'll find I'll find it and link it in the comments so you can see it. But because I forget who the who the channel was, it was on YouTube. Um, but it was there were like three three different um points at which most people stop liking Rory, and it was like mm-hmm. the first one was like. The first part of season three, or even, like, the end of season two, when she basically, like, emotionally cheats on Dean with Jess and does not communicate with Dean about it at all. And then, like, kind of into the first part of season three, like, that's kind of, like, the first... The first point, which like I'm still on board with Rory at that point because I get like being a teenage girl, you don't know what your emotions are doing. See, like that's... you, <laughs> your brain isn't fully developed. You, yeah, that's I mean, like, 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 yeah, she makes, she makes some like not good choices, but every teenager makes not good choices. Like,
1: that's how I, I can fall I, I it. can
0: forgive her for that.
1: Yeah, because she, you know, she's not like dean's her first boyfriend it doesn't Uh doesn't mean they're gonna get married like it's it's fine and all teenagers move from one relationship to the next yeah totally but i do understand that viewpoint i just i'm still Mm -hmm. with her there absolutely
0: yeah yeah um and then the second one they said was um the end of season four when she uh sleeps with dean when he's married i'm like yes I, I, I totally understand that one, too. <laughs> like, that's where I jump It off. seems, yeah, it seems very out of character for her. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the point where, where the, at least one of the points where the writing of Rory as a character was kind of floundering a little bit. Because, like, I feel like that could have been an interesting choice for her character. Yeah. But then... Like, we never fully see any kind of fallout. Like, right. we do get a couple of episodes where, like, she and Lorelai are not communicating. But then, like, it turns out, like, she ends up dating Dean for, like, the first half of season five. See, it's like she gets what she wanted out of that situation. No, that's not okay. <laughs>
1: exactly. I feel the same way. When you get to that, the aftermath episode where where she's reconciling with everything and we see Lindsay and the pot roast that she's trying to make for Dean. Yeah. And it's all heartbreaking and awful. That's where I'm reaching for the popcorn thinking, oh, good. Rory is going to see... Rory's gonna fail here. Yeah. Rory is gonna get in serious trouble. She doesn't. She doesn't learn anything nothing, out of that situation. Nothing at she all. She learns nothing. Nothing at yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that episode, that aftermath episode, and then it doesn't go anywhere. And then the third uh, the third point at which this
0: video theorized that. Rory loses people is a year in the life, which of course yes. does. Yeah. Of course. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway,
1: let's talk about Lorelei. <laughs> so, but I think that's a really interesting like, so we're talking, that's a really interesting segue because we're talking about where we fall off with Rory. Is there a place where mm-hmm. we fall off with Lorelei or do we treat her differently? Hmm. Like, Lorelai
0: is- does
1: make some not good choices as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I'm thinking of, you know, um I have a note in here about how as I as a child because of her wittiness, because of her intelligence, because of her strength, um she is still very much a role model for me and yet she's also not not perfect in the least, but I think it's really interesting because I never fall off with her, I fall off mm-hmm. with Rory really hard, mm-hmm. and with Lorelai, I like I still, I still care about her. I still like am intrigued by her, um, and I I don't, I don't really know like where. I, I don't really know the reason why there, but I did compile a few moments. Yeah. I do. Yeah. So here's my thought about
0: um, about why – because I kind of feel the same way about Lorelai. Like, even though I, you know, disagree with a lot of the choices she makes, yeah, um, I'm pretty much with her the whole way too. And I think it might be because we know that Lorelai has struggled in her life. Like, even though we don't sure. see her struggle very much in the original series – Or a year in the life, like, at all. we Like, you know, financially or whatever. Like, we do know that she has in the past. Right. Like, we, you know, she talks about how, like, she had to, you know, like, pay off her her sofa over, like, three years or whatever it was. Like, we see that she has had a, like, I mean, not, like, super hardship, but, like, she's had the kind of... She's experienced the kind of financial struggles that most people have. And so I think it's a little bit easier to empathize with her, whereas Rory really hasn't, like, ever. Like, she's – Rory's never had to worry about, you know. No, anything so (laughs) I think maybe that's where it
1: is (laughs) yeah another thing that I have um we can just kind of skim these notes because we've really already started this conversation that I wanted to have but like with Lorelai you know you watch her grappling with making a choice sometimes like or she calls herself on making the wrong choice or she is at Mm -hmm. least a human who is trying to excel at being a human. She's very much like, oh, wow, that decision was horrible. Like a lot of her humor, mm-hmm. her self deprecating humor is like, wow, that was awful. But I did what I had to do in that moment. And I think even if she is wrong and there are moments where she's very, very wrong. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, I think there is still for me as a viewer, a sense of her honestly trying and
0: yeah i think lorelei i think she always has like she always has a strong moral compass even when she does things yeah that are not moral she recognizes that and she like feels like oh that's something i definitely should not have done and I don't and that's another thing that I don't think that we really ever see from Rory like yeah. Rory justifies her immoral actions all the time
1: <laughs> yeah like some of my favorite scenes with her and Christopher are I'm thinking of the night where she sleeps with Christopher on the balcony of her parents home mm, yeah and then misses her paint night with with Lou. grab your brush and grab
0: your rollers (laughs) all you kids and all you rollers we're We're going going. peyton today (laughs) and like favorite song
1: (laughs) i think the writing gives her some leeway there just because we've just seen how terribly that that moment before is when she's being yelled at by strobe and francine and it's just not Mm -hmm. it's you can see the trauma there, and you can understand that even though it's still not okay, trauma causes us to make bad decisions. And then, yeah, then she has that conversation with Christopher where he's like, "It was great," and she's like, "What are you even talking about? That wasn't great. That was mm-hmm. us being ridiculous, and we can't do this." Like, I'm like shouting, "I'm so sorry, but I just get, no. <laughs> I just." Um, <laughs> I think it's also impossible because I do see, like, I do, I have looked up to her since I was, like, seven, so I can't remove myself. But I think it's, it's also Lauren Graham's performance as she grapples mm. with these mistakes. I think she's yeah. just incredible uh, and kind of... That same, similar to what we see Liza Wheel do with Paris, that kind of heartbroken, like, I can't believe I made this decision. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I know that I'm being charming to get myself through it, but at the end of the day, gosh, I beat myself up a lot because I'm, I'm in the wrong a lot, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. that's also not to excuse her because she does make a lot of mistakes. Um and she is mean <laughs> and she is mean <laughs> absolutely she is she really is. mean
0: yeah
1: <laughs> um i i was thinking back to your comment about how we never see Rory struggle but we see Lorelai like we we see that flashback episode where we go to Lorelai as a as a teenager you know yeah. and her Again, very privileged um, disconnect with the world around her. And I think that's important to our understanding of her as a character where (sighs) Rory's just complaining. Like, I I can't. (laughs) And listeners, leave us a comment. Like, if you feel differently about Rory, like, why? You know, I'd be really interested Mm -hmm. to hear from a fellow fan, like, what makes you stay with her? You know, what makes you still... Uh, resonate with her.
0: Although, I have to admit, like, this might be my most toxic trait, but <laughs> I I never dislike L- Rory.
1: <laughs> you never will. I never
0: dislike her! I never dislike Rory. Like, yeah. I'm still rooting for her, even yeah. when she's being terrible. I, I mean, still- I love that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's loyalty, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's anyway, I Ugh. maybe yeah. it's because I am rory according to our quiz. But we're no. not getting to the quiz yet. <laughs> and I have thoughts on that cuz you are never careless. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> you are not careless with other people and so I have I have notes. But anyway. <laughs> I think it's refreshing to see. You know, I the one other thing that I did just want to mention is her relationship with Emily. We ha- I haven't spoken about Emily very much here. And I think... Oh, goodness. Emily is another perfectly flawed individual who I never fall off with. I love her. Mm. I love <laughs> Emily Gilmore so much. Even when she makes her mistakes. Even when she, like, is at her worst, 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 worst. I think she's still, again, just such a compelling mm. character. But Yeah. Like, which I also think comes from when she falls off when she goes on her drinking and like (laughs) just has her breakdown because she's had to uphold this whole right the one where um where uh richard's
0: mother dies and she's supposed to be like planning the funeral that one and she's just like lounging around (laughs) in her like silk robe and she's like reading a book and she's got a cigarette and a cocktail i'm like yes Yes, Emily, live your best life.
1: Or when she <laughs> catches Gran with another man and she like, <laughs> Love on love in the Afternoon was on today. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> and, he's wearing,
0: and he's wearing like a good purple tracksuit.
1: And then it's really interesting because Emily starts acting the way Lorelai would. Uh in that situation and Lorelai is freaked out by it and she's Uh like mom you can't be doing this but we're seeing Emily basically play Lorelai and how Uh she would react if she caught her mother doing that and it's I a chef's kiss moment I think Mm.
0: yes yes love it love it (laughs) that is my favorite Emily moment where she's just like (laughs) She's just, uh, I love it. That is what I aspire to be at all times in my life. (laughs) It's like lounging around, drinking a cocktail, reading a book. Love it.
1: I think one of my favorite (laughs) things about the show is their fights. Like even from the very beginning of this entire series, their fights together are just like... Yes. Incredible. They're incredible. I active. love so like
0: season seven, you know, we can talk about like the the pit the like the failures of season seven, whatever. But the episode in season seven where Like, the entire episode is just a Friday night dinner. Or, wait, no, I don't think it's the entire episode. But there is a Friday night dinner in that episode. And it just, like, it just cuts between, like, a bunch of random scenes where, like, they're fighting and then they're laughing and then they're, oh, I need to rewatch that episode. It's so perfect. Yeah. And, like, they keep going back to, like... There's at one moment, um, like Rory and Richard are just like sitting quietly at the table and Lorelai and Emily are arguing in the kitchen and, and Lorelai's, Lorelai's like, I was 16. And Emily's like, you don't leave your, fa- when you're, if
1: you're pregnant, you have to, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like
0: they're just, having the same argument.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Great stuff. going on for Great forever. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And I think that directing style is is kind of what we see the majority of Mrs. Maisel shot with. So I think that's kind of where Mm. they were playing around with that style. Yeah. Because that like kind of art, highly um, just artsy and I don't know. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yes, 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 I do. Yes.
0: Well, sh- I we're like we're kind of like oh, uh, yeah. veering off course here. Should we wrap this
1: up? Yeah, because I started shouting and then it all just. happened. I mean, yeah.
0: always, always, <laughs> always love a Gilmore Girls rabbit hole, but we should wrap. We're getting we're getting the signal from our producer. We got to wrap this up.
1: I'm getting so yeah yeah.
0: <laughs> um. Yes. So thank you, friends, for joining us. <laughs> Um, come back next week. We're... And <laughs> I feel it... like we're never, we're never going to be done talking about
1: Gilmore Girls. I mean, like, no, you guys, I'm I'm no. not even going to say I'm sorry, because I'm not. Nope. But Me if, neither. If you... I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people don't want another revival,
0: but I would be 100% on board. I'm just I... saying.
1: I would too at this juncture in their, in their like different ages yeah. and stuff. I, I totally. want to see where Emily. Like, goes. I want to
0: see, yeah, like Rory would have what, like a five year old at this yeah. point? Like, yeah. I want
1: to see that. I want to okay. see how Emily grapples with like her new life that changes during. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And yeah, seriously, it. friends, leave us a comment if you love if you, like, love, love Rory and, like, dislike Lorelai, <laughs> let us know. I'm really interested I to I love hear. both of them. Yeah. That's, like, that
0: really is, like, my most toxic trait that I, that, like.
1: I'm... No, I love that.
0: I love Rory the whole time. Like. And see. I, uh, uh, yes.
1: <laughs> but see, my toxic trait is that I don't and I turn on her, like. Like a vicious bloodhound, I'm like absolutely not. No, get out.
0: I mean, I'm just, I'm just very forgiving. I think, I'm
1: like. That's a wonderful qualm.
0: Like, oh, you're doing, you're doing amazing, sweetie. Like,
1: and I'm like, get out.
0: (laughs) We see, we would make a great parenting team because we we would, we would
1: balance each other out. On dating sites, they used to say we should be together,
0: but anyway. Uh, I am tragically heterosexual. Anyway, uh, sure. Yes. Thank you, friends. <laughs> Thanks, bye. For joining us, come back next week. Okay, we'll bye. see you later. <laughs> bye, bye.